0: I did not have sexual relations with that woman yes or no did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance yes
1: i had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on nancy kerrigan
0: i am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior
1: i engaged in oh hello everyone to the podcast i'm francis he's julio
0: what up, dog? What's cracking? Uh, <laughs> what's cracking, dude? Nothing what's cracking?
1: We're back. We're back in the studio.
0: Cracking. We're back in.
1: We're feeling good. Studio. High Lynch. tech. High. Uh, high friendship. Reading. Friendship is good. Gotta have that. Right. Um, dude. When was the last time you got a new guy's phone number?
0: <laughs> uh recently yeah yeah this guy who i like sort of know and we like like i did he produced an event that i worked at where i like performed and he followed me on instagram and we started replying to each other's shit and then we like stayed in touch and we ended up getting coffee and now we're friends and we exchanged phone numbers
1: good that is a good story my friend george I like that. He's a nice boy. How'd you ask him? How'd you ask him for his number?
0: Uh, well, we were we were planning on linking up at this coffee place, and he, I was like, "Yeah, come what this time, whatever." I was like, "Here's my number," and then he texted me. Wow! You, you know?
1: really you led the way. You you put yourself out there, but you gave him your number. So it's still on him to text you.
0: Oh, got it. So I okay okay. What about you? Do you remember the last time?
1: No, I, I don't remember the last time, but I do remember a time where it felt weird. Okay. Uh, but was also because I think what I've learned is that the older you get, um, the more asking a guy for his phone number feels just as nerve wracking as asking a girl.
0: It's really funny.
1: I definitely think that. I think it all converges.
0: Hey, man, let me get your number. Like, yeah,
1: like, let me get your number. We should hang out sometime. Like, that's the same shit I said to girls when I was single. I know, I know. Um, and it's got that same butterfly feeling of, like, <laughs> I hope he doesn't reject me or think it's weird that I'm asking him for his phone
0: number. <laughs> well, you dude, know? Listen to this. One time, a guy asked me for his number. It was it was my girlfriend's friend's boyfriend. Okay. He was a nice enough guy. Whatever. I, started, I was like, sure. I gave him my number. The next day, we're all out at like a at a bar, an outdoor bar in Santa Monica, and in the middle, like, we're all together in front of everybody. He goes, "Hey, man, like, why'd you give me your fake number?" Oh. And I'm like, "What do you mean? I gave you my real number." He's like, "Well, when I text you, it doesn't go through." He's like, "If you didn't want to give me your number, you didn't have to, man." He went there. Yes, in front of everyone. And I was like, "Hillary, come here. Like, isn't this my number? Like, I I actually gave the guy my right number. I don't know if he." Be- added an extra space or something like it's still unclear to this day but like how uncomfortable is that
1: well it's so strange that he would have just assumed that to me is a guy who's been given a lot of fake numbers by guys (laughs) (laughs) and it's like traumatic for him
0: what a niche problem
1: i know but if dude at some point if you've been given your third fake number maybe it's on you pal Maybe you need to back the fuck off and reconsider the way that you're getting these digits.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, dude, I hope that me and this guy can kind of, you know, piece together our friendship again. Next time we see each other. I I don't think it was an issue. I hope, I mean, I'm not that upset. About it. It there weird, is but...
1: no scenario where it is acceptable for him to react that way. I, it, if, if you're a, a girl, he wants to go on a date with 100%. and you gave him a fake number or whatever. There's no, because if a girl gives you a fake number, that's the message. It's over. There's no, there's no, why did you give me a fake number? It's, you gave me a fake number. You weren't interested, but you didn't want to hurt my feelings. So be it. Right. You know, because most people don't want to say like, I don't really want to give you my number because I'm not interested in you.
0: Right. Right. I mean, dude, it's, it's like, a it's a very weird thing. Yeah. And, and, And honestly, like, I don't. I can't believe that that happened. I gave him my number. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I actually gave him. I don't give my fake number. I, I, don't even,
1: I don't even know that. I've, I've, I've never given a fake number to someone unless it was like uh, fucking City MD or something.
0: <laughs> well, dude, that's great. Well, dude, this is the other thing, too. There's been times where like, comedians have asked me for, their, for, for my number, and I know they just want to like, hit me up because at the time I was producing a show, whatever, and I'll literally be like, just hit me up on Facebook. Yeah, I bet it's easier just hit me up on Facebook. Instagram a way it's has not insulting. taken
1: the place of uh, DMs are now so used by by both genders. It's like I I have business conversations via DM. With absolutely, people. absolutely. Um, so that's funny. Yeah. But I do remember uh one time I was at a bar called Sidebar New oh, York City, and dude,
0: that's an institution. It is an institution,
1: and we used to go there on Sundays to watch football. And they, pla- they, they would pack so many people into that oh, yeah. place. That place was crazy. The concept of going to the bathroom was just daunting because the line would be so fucking long. Totally. Um, That's
0: the classic weekly birthday party destination like we've talked about in other episodes. Would
1: people have birthday parties there? Sidebar, yeah. Not not like a
0: dinner, but like, yeah. we're going to sidebar for my saying Dude, birthday. it was fun. Say my name at the door.
1: Yeah, that period of life where we would go there every Sunday to watch football and just all of a sudden it's the 4 p.m. game and you're like, holy shit, I am blasted. fucking rocked right now. Francis
0: hanging with Shane Gillis. Yeah. <laughs> part 10, 4 p.m. blackout.
1: It was, it was it was fun. It was fun. But I met a guy there and... um. <laughs> He was, a, he was a Duke lacrosse player. Uh, not I don't think he was on the team when the crazy rape scandal happened. Uh, or the, the, rape, the fake rape scandal. Um, but he was But he, was, but he, was, he, was he had played after and he was really good. Like he was an All-American. He'd won a national championship. Cute. Um, definitely cute. cute. stud. Also, you know, this was at a point in life where, <laughs> for whatever reason, a lot of my friends had started dating former Duke lacrosse player girls. Uh, there's this weird, weird fucking thing of like Harvard lacrosse guys dating and marrying Duke lacrosse girls. Dude, it's it's it's, it's like it's a happened,
0: sorority fraternity. It's situation. happened so many
1: times in my friend group and beyond that. Like you'd have to think that it there's some something weird going on. Like you
0: guys on. shared a formal. Yeah, like that that's that's you know the that they're, on, they're hopping on
1: Bumble and being like my preference is Duke lacrosse girl. Yeah, that's okay. specific. Like yeah. So funny. So that happened a bunch and and by meeting so many of these Duke lacrosse girls, we met a lot of their guy friends who were the Duke lacrosse guys whom we didn't really know, but you know, nice enough guys we would see them out. And this one guy who you know, first of all, I'd heard his name so much in lacrosse circles and lacrosse is like a nobody cares you know what i mean it's like a sport that unless you're in it nobody gives a shit about it's like right. swimming very true um
0: more i would argue more so yeah at like, least well, swimming has the olympics but let's
1: say let's say it's swimming outside of the olympics okay, okay. you wouldn't know correct. correct people who weren't olympic swimmers absolutely whereas in lacrosse yeah, it's, we would we would meet or you you'd, you'd say like well that guy was a total stud but nobody else is impressed by that, unless mm-hmm. you. But but you play it, so you are. And um, that's how I felt about this guy. I was like, wow, that guy was really good at lacrosse. And I wonder what he's like as a person. Mm-hmm. And then we started talking, and we we're at this bar, and it's it's one of those things where we're like, well, neither of us are there to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. We're not looking for guy friends.
0: Yeah, we're looking. To, uh, we're looking
1: to like make out with chicks, or get chicks' phone numbers, mm-hmm. or hang out with our buddies. Mm-hmm. Right, so we're just sort of like standing near each other, and the conversation out of nowhere got good. It it just it it caught me by surprise. It wasn't basic, boring pleasantries. Right. It wasn't recounting lacrosse stories. It was funny observations of a Mm like-mindedness where all of a sudden we were learning about each other over the din and hubbub of sidebar. Wow. And next thing you know, you know, we're talking about hanging out with each other. (laughs) And I'm thinking, what? What? This is great. (laughs) This is great. I, you know, you're never too old to add guy friends. Yeah. I actually wrote a song about this once.
0: Yeah, you made a connection that transcended gender. Man.
1: Song went, You're never too late to make new guy friends. If you're friends with a guy, it's a friendship for life, something like That's that." Very nice. Yeah, and, and I once had a friendship with another. No, no, no. It was like I once had a threesome with another guy. <laughs> he took the front while I got behind. I've never been to Paris, but on my life, I saw the Eiffel Tower when we high fived. <laughs> something very, like that yeah. Very sweet. yeah it was really nice but sweet. this is a little too sexual for this was not sexual <laughs> we didn't get there that day but I got his number or he got my number I don't even remember how it happened and in that moment I remember thinking wow this hasn't happened in so long that it feels weird <laughs> because like when you go to a new school or college and you're you yeah, know you're finding yourself people. among a group of friends that you know that you're going to hang out with a lot you it's very natural to exchange phone numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was a situation where it was, there was no guarantee that we were ever going to see each other again. And yet mm-hmm. we still wanted to. And we wanted to ensure that by exchanging phone numbers. Mm-hmm. And we did. And then we never talked again.
0: <laughs> how, how disappointing.
1: It was disappointing. Did you
0: feel that feel on? Well, I've
1: always thought about him. Yeah. You... I've thought about him a lot over the years. Uh-huh. I don't know what he's doing the now. The one that got away. He is the one that got away.
0: Ugh. Oh. Yeah, I just text him, man. I don't
1: even remember what his name is.
0: Wow, you but I could
1: look up sick Duke lacrosse players.
0: Post it on Misconnections on Craigslist. I know, I know. Yeah, you know, my blonde stallion. Do you, do you
1: spend any time on Craigslist? Do you ever fuck around on there? I used to,
0: not like anymore. on that
1: stuff, the personal no, not stuff, not like Misconnections, sh- shopping and whatnot.
0: What? Yeah, they got rid of it.
1: They got rid of it. It was leading to too much dangerous stuff. Huh?
0: Too sketchy, huh? Interesting. Too many murders. Wow fucked up well dude uh i had a, a couple of funny like outdoor eating situations oh good there. good yeah because now in new york there's like outdoor eating everywhere right mm-hmm. and you can just fucking do that um but the problem is that and i don't know why there are different theories about this but the kind of homeless population seems to have increased here
1: it's big time
0: big time and at first i was like maybe it's just because there's less normal people out it seems like there's a higher concentration but somebody literally told me they're like they let a lot of people out of jail because of COVID, and now they're just like on the streets or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, so I don't know what exactly is happening, but I know that it definitely has spiced up some of my outdoor dining experiences. And for people that I know, so the other night I'm at uh, dinner, or I'm outside of the comedy cellar. Actually, I'm having drinks, and we had a little plate of hummus and pita. That was it, because nice. now you have to buy food. Yeah. Uh. Uh. A guy comes over, and he was presumably a homeless guy. He half of the upper half of his shirt was soaking wet and okay. the bottom half was not not a good start i don't not even know how that start. happens he you really up,
1: can't you can't wade into the water on your hands i don't know how he did it it's Do you impressive. know what i'm saying you're yeah, not walking exactly. in on a hands he's stand. not
0: handstanding <laughs> into the water to to refresh himself yeah dude jesus um so he uh comes over and he's like he asked us for money and we say you know sorry which is fine i mean I, that's not ideal but it's fine but then he starts going you need to eat that and we're like dude sorry are you Are going to eat that? And then he just reaches his hand onto the table. No. Grabs the everything, the pita and the hummus, oh. sticks it in his back pocket and starts walking away. This guy was like big too. So like, not that I would ever start an altercation with, with a scrappy street person anyway, but he then starts walking away and we're all like, fuck. And then he turns back and he comes up to me and he takes his hand and he places it on my shoulder and goes, thanks, man. And I was like, and then just takes his hand off of me. And it was like, Really fucking extra, man. Wow. Like, his, his, he touched me.
1: All right. I don't mean to make assumptions, but I will say this. If that guy had been in jail, he is a guy who does very well in jail.
0: Oh, just because he's so assertive?
1: That guy he was big. takes what he wants. That is a guy who is coming from a place where nobody has checked him.
0: Right. For him to
1: do that to you.
0: I know. Or he'd been smoking meth, maybe. He seemed like a meth head or something. uh Uh-huh. Which I didn't, you know, I don't know. What did you do? Nothing. I did nothing. None of us did anything. And I was sitting with some, like, tough guys, too, who, like, will be like, oh, if he did that to me, I'll fucking punch him type of guys. Mm -hmm. No one did anything except we were just, like, this sucks. you're
1: powerless. You're powerless.
0: And listen to this, dude. My girlfriend went to dinner the same night. A guy comes up to their table and... projectile spits all over the table and everybody got spit on them in the time of COVID. That's he's chemical spitting warfare. on, it's literally chemical fucking warfare. And they had to get a new round of drinks, whatever. And she said that like morale recovered before the dinner was over. But can you imagine? Yeah. You My know- friend goes, dude, I would have killed myself. <laughs> I was like, That's really funny. <laughs> I would have immediately killed myself.
1: So, uh, all right, guys. Uh, I'll let you split the bill. Good night. <laughs> That's either. it for me.
0: You guys got it. I only, I only had drinks. Yeah, I didn't need yeah. It's on you.
1: Um, God, dude, that it, it. I mean, we, we all, we have stories like this, and I have a story like this from this summer, and I don't really have many stories like this from the previous nine years of living in New York.
0: Same, same. I
1: really don't, and I have two things that happened uh, this summer and i j- I'm only gonna add these because i mean those are those are horrific stories those are bad yeah, and there's nothing you can do. What can you do because if you stop him, you're worried, well, this person's crazy, they have nothing to lose, maybe, and they're gonna they maybe they have a a knife or maybe they're gonna spit on me or whatever they probably i don't wanna can fight I don't wanna fight this person yeah. right, and so what are you supposed to do I don't know and This is, I think, one of the reasons why a lot of young people are leaving New York City.
0: Is it because of that? Because I feel like... one of the reasons. I almost feel like all of them leaving to begin with is what made this possible. Like, everybody leaving made it more conducive Um, with, like, like street
1: life. I don't know if I agree with that.
0: So you think people have were here and saw that and are like, we need to get out of
1: here? I think what happened, because this has happened to me, I think what happened was when we left the city... For such a long period and then we came came back we started seeing things that we hadn't noticed before right yeah. and one of those was you know rampant homelessness mm-hmm. and joe rogan talks about this why he left to go live in texas oh right he says the homelessness in la is out of control mm-hmm. and look my heart goes out to homeless people Absolutely. let's start there let's Absolutely. start with i don't think homeless people are just like doing it to themselves i don't think that they're lazy i don't think that they are you know whatever so many homeless people have undiagnosed mental illnesses absolutely uh they don't have access they've been part of a broken system for too long they grew up homeless like what chance do they have right i get that and there needs to be more done and i don't know if it's on the mayoral level or on the gubernatorial level i don't know who's at fault but it certainly seems as if it's gotten a lot worse this summer
0: right specifically here right and apparently in other places
1: right so if anyone has any fucking idea what we could do theoretically to 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 help fucking contribute to solving this issue please let us know Mm -hmm. um
0: right yeah we're not suggesting that we should exterminate the homeless population obviously unpleasant things can happen right but that doesn't mean that we're monsters who hate homeless people
1: but if you're feeling physically threatened oh yeah that is not a homeless issue that is a criminal living issue and nobody should have to go through that totally um
0: some restaurants are hiring security to stand on the sidewalk right because of that i mean thank god thank as they should i know
1: and you know what's funny you go to europe right Mm -hmm. and you go and you eat in an outside cafe and sometimes what you'll have is you'll have someone come through who tries to sell you like roses Mm -hmm. as you're sitting there or Or trinkets. Mm -hmm. Shitty little toys. And you kind of just say like, no, not interested. That's like their version of the guy who came and took your falafel.
0: That was crazy. Yeah. No, I know. I know. It Uh, definitely seems tamer in other places. So we,
1: so we, you know, my point being like, we came back to New York City and we started noticing that and we had a couple interactions with some homeless people and we were like, It was the first time where we thought, well, do we have to deal with that?
0: Right. Right.
1: You know, because in New York, you sign up for that shit Mm -hmm. because you hear people telling crazy stories. A guy on the subway today whipped his dick out and started jerking off like, well, that's New York.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: You know, Uh, and now it's like, well, is New York me?
0: Right. 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 That's
1: what happened to me. Right. Where I was like, Maine. I spent. I grew up there, and then I've spent a couple months there now as an adult for the first time in my life. And you don't have bags of trash ripped open on the sidewalk and left to perfume the street.
0: Totally. What is what is that about? Yeah, New York's always been a lot. Why little is stinky. there
1: trash everywhere?
0: I know. Why? Who is
1: going into these trash cans? And just going and shaking the contents out on the street. Who are these people walking their dogs in decent neighborhoods, letting them shit and not cleaning it up? I know people don't. There's too many people here that you just have enough people not abiding by the, like, let's not make it worse. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not my problem. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to treat this place like my own personal dump site. And it,
0: fucking sucks it sucks absolutely
1: it's not that nice and so you know i don't know what to do schultz was talking about on his podcast too schultz and akash they were like these you know we, we for so long we sucked up we paid the life tax of discomfort of dealing with homeless people of having these crazy interactions paying crazy elevated rents all because we needed access to comedy clubs we're mm-hmm. all because our professional network was here. Right. That's what you sign up for. The sacrifice. For. Uh, and if the, if the accessibility to comedy clubs and the opportunities, the professional opportunities are not there, which they aren't right now.
0: What's the point? Why would you be paying this shit? I know. I know. I know. Anyway. It's a very good point, dude.
1: Our homeless interaction, we had a guy come up to us and you know, we were out getting a cupcake. <laughs> A cupcake or two. What a hilarious, yeah.
0: uh, a harriet you know, contrast.
1: Say, oh, so everyone's always like, "You're so white." And it's like, "Yeah, I know." What do you want me to say? <laughs> I know my race. No, but also
0: getting a cupcake is like the sweetest thing you can be yeah, doing. We no pun out- intended. And like to have like a, a disgusting interaction happen there is such a funny contrast. Yeah,
1: we didn't go out preparing for battle. Right? right, right we right. were we were comfortable buying cupcakes, probably high, and a guy came up to us. Yeah, here in New York. Yeah. So we're, we were, this was, and this was like when I was last year, like a month ago. Um, And a guy came up to us and said, you know, he starts, he starts pitching us. So it wasn't just a quick, like, ask. We couldn't just be like, ah, sorry. It was, hey, you know, here's who I am. I don't have mental illness. He, like, made a point to say that. No, I'm sorry. I'm getting my own story wrong. He told us he was mentally ill. <laughs> he was like, I have this disorder, this, 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 but I, I'm still fighting it. You know, and, and you know, you almost want to be just like, you know, get to the point. Like, I know what's coming. And at the end, he sort of asks us for money. And to just end the conversation, you pay a toll. Right. I gave him two bucks. And then he was like, is that all? That's all you're going to give That's me?
0: That's so much.
1: And, he, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I, I opened my wallet and tried not to show that maybe I had $15 in there. And they're so aggressive. And I'm with my girlfriend. And I, I don't want to. You don't want to see You're cheap. nervous. Right. And so I gave him this money. And, and eventually he, like, left us alone. But then he kept patrolling up and down the street as we were, like, trying to eat our cupcake this fucking cast a, a pall over the whole
0: yeah excursion. The experience and dude and, and obviously two dollars isn't a lot in the scheme of things but like if you gave every person who asked you for money two dollars that would add up to a sim- extremely I, significant amount
1: it's not even the money it's it's the feeling nervous right no it's not great being made to feel nervous and and not and this guy wasn't wearing a mask you know and we're like wearing masks it's that it's it's having someone in your fucking face right who's a stranger talking to you when you don't want that to be happening at all absolutely um you know homeless or not i wouldn't want some random person coming up to me so god dude i don't know and then did i tell you that uh around that same time my girlfriend left for the weekend i was left to look after the dog we were here in the apartment i took him out for a walk one day i'm walking down the street this is a block from my apartment here in chelsea and i saw this I don't even know how to put this. A a a a man dresses a woman. Okay. But like committed to it, you know, yeah. it was clearly like a this is my life now. Okay. I don't know what the politically correct term for that that person is. It at one point transitioning perhaps. Yeah, but I don't even know if they would say they were transgender. Do you know what I mean? Okay, gotcha. It used to be cross dresser. I think that was out, you know, outdated. Okay. Like hermaphrodite is definitely not PC anymore. So I have no idea what you're supposed to say. Okay, about guy this person. A woman. But a guy dresses a woman.
0: A guy dressed in clothes conventionally worn yeah, by a woman. And it was
1: it was like <laughs> it was like cut off jean shorts with the pockets coming below. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh a a, a a a fucking midriff showing tank top. Gotcha. Like a, a wife beater. That was a crop top.
0: Mm-hmm, little belly button ring. Yeah,
1: yeah you know, a happy trail. All the body hair is still there. A shitty little mustache and then maybe like some kind of wig. And I'm I'm walking the dog on the sidewalk and I make eye contact with this person and he he I don't know if it's, I'm supposed to he looks at me and I'm like I can tell he's staring at me as I'm approaching and I'm like this person something's going to happen here. And right when I get up to like almost arm's reach he reaches out and tries to flick my face.
0: Oh my god. And fortunately
1: I saw this coming, and I was like, I knew something was going to happen, so I, like, matrixed away from it <laughs> and, like, limboed under his or her Spider-Man. arm. man And then that person just went back to having a conversation with whoever he or she was talking to. And I got to the crosswalk. I started walking across the street, and some guy behind me who was walking with his girlfriend came up to me and goes, Did you know that guy? <laughs> And I go, no. <laughs> and he goes, oh, this neighborhood's getting worse.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen, brother.
1: And I was like, thanks for your contribution, dude. <laughs> Be a great CNN like, anchor. You that know? sucked
0: for you, dude.
1: So <laughs> uh, those are the kinds of things that happen here that you just sort of accept, I guess, but they've been happening more often. I don't really... You know, you hear about the shootings going up, the crime,
0: all of that. It's it's like, dude, I don't know, man. Tough times. I don't know. It's starting to feel like we need Batman or something.
1: Great point. (laughs) You know
0: what I mean? Like, it feels like Gotham City a little bit.
1: There was an HBO, it might have been a Vice on HBO thing about vigilante superheroes in Bushwick hilarious who would actually like put on costumes and patrol the streets and try to enforce safety wow but they all were like trained mma they were the real fucking deal wow and um i was all for it
0: yeah sounds good
1: you know what i mean i was all
0: for it guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now.
1: Did I tell you about the hit and run I witnessed? No. I didn't. I mentioned it in the last episode, but we didn't talk, we didn't talk about, about, about it. it. This was in Portland, though. Okay. So this is interesting. Uh, I'm in Portland. This is after, you know the, the night after we went and looked at the apartments. We were waiting to get into a restaurant. You put your name on a list. You go walk around. And you mm-hmm. come back and eat. We're walking back to the restaurant because we've gotten the text message saying, hey, your table's ready show up in 15 minutes. As we were waiting to cross the street, down the street at the next light, there was an intersection. And I heard a big crash. Jesus. Like a, a huge crash. Not a, not a pop. Um, this is what it was. It was a motorcycle falling to the ground. Mm-hmm. And that that makes a big crash. I mean, there's a lot of parts hitting the ground.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I heard screaming. Oh, yeah. And I'm like trying to find it with my eyes. I focus. I see the motorcycle on the ground. I figure out what I'm looking at. And then I see a car peel out and speed off down the street. And then the car behind it peel out and speed off down the street. Wow. Both of those cars were together. It was clearly like friends or siblings or whatever Mm -hmm. driving and, you know, they were both in on it Mm -hmm. and there was a huge crowd of people watching this. So we then now I'm hearing screaming right from the person who was on the motorcycle and it was a woman. Oh my God. No helmet. Oy. driving a Harley, what looked like a Harley. I don't really know motorcycles that well, but it was like one of those big kind of ornate, lots of bells and whistles like motorcycles. It was not like a Ducati. Burr. Yeah, it was a, a leisure mobile, you know.
0: Oh, it had like the coolers in the back? Yeah, type like of tons
1: of mirrors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tons of mirrors. Not a sidecar, but you could probably hook one right, up. Right, right. The sort of mo- motorcycle you could ride with your cat. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, this is on the ground. She's now rolling around on the asphalt. Uh, we, I jog down because I'm like, I'm an eyewitness. I'm excited about this, right? Mm-hmm. And someone at the scene had taken a photo of the license plates. Mm. But this is the thing. When you witness a hit and run like this or an accident in the street, everybody wants to tell their version of what they saw. Right, and there's currency among that hubbub of the people in the know versus the people out of the know right because instantly the 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 lines you ever watch golf where a ball lands in the rough and then the 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 crowd crowd comes in and surrounds the ball and then it starts spreading out from there Mm mm-hmm that's what it was like in an accident. And the outer rings of people had not witnessed what had happened. So they're all asking the inner Trying rings find out. what happened. And I, I wanted to start being like, well, this is what happened. This is what I saw. And the problem was <laughs> there were people more privileged with information than I was. Who knew more? And I started getting jealous.
0: <laughs> that you didn't have a picture. I was
1: jealous of the people who had been closer to the accident. Because I knew that within minutes... Police were going to show up, mm-hmm. and there's nothing cooler than being the guy providing the police report, right. the eyewitness testimony. You know, Bring I was the right there. I watched it. I even have a photo of the fucking license plate on my phone. Check this shit out, right? I mean, that guy is the celebrity of that's that. That's the moment. big guy. Yeah, that's Absolutely. the big guy. Absolutely. Have you ever given an eyewitness report of right. a to police?
0: Mm, i don't remember
1: because i've done it and it feels good (laughs) it feels really good
0: feel like you're helping you just feel like
1: you're sitting on information that is going to change lives in a big way
0: (laughs) you feel like god right it's funny you say this because i've like i remember there's been times where my parent was driving and they got kind of like tapped and the person drove off or whatever. And like someone nearby always comes by and it's like, hey, if you need a witness, I saw what happened. Exactly, always.
1: People want to be part of the justice system, citizen detectives. This is what oh, leads yeah. to like all true crime reporters, like the don't fuck with cats people, right, and, right. You know all of that. Uh, even even the woman Michelle McNamara um, started oh, yeah. out like that, you know, right, uh, investigating that the the Golden State Killer. So it's. It's a fascinating thing to figure out and watch the hierarchy develop of, of information holders of an accident or a, a, an injustice. And also, fucking crazy to watch two cars hit and run.
0: Yeah. Were they like racing? Was it like, you know, you ever see those two cars just weaving in and out of traffic together?
1: No, no. They, <laughs> they hit, one, the front car hit the woman on the, on the motorcycle. Stopped for a second, and then peeled, peeled out. out. And then wow. the car behind them was like, "I guess this is what we're doing," and peeled out too.
0: And is there any shot? It was like uh, intentional.
1: No, no, I don't think so. Because they, I mean, the woman on the motorcycle, just there's just no chance that she was like part of what they were doing. Right. But but here's the th- here's the crazy thing about this <laughs> scene: the person in the front car made the decision for the person behind them that we are hitting and running. Right. And then what? What does the person in the, bu- in the back car do? If they stay, they're throwing their buddy under the bus. They're like, wait a minute. I'm not fucking committing a felony. I'm not going to be accessory to your hit and run. I'm going to go through the proper legal channels and provide an explanation of what happened, which would mean explaining who you are, by the way.
0: Unfortunately.
1: So in that split second, that person made a very selfish, felt selfish decision. Very and much said, so. like, we're fucking going and you're coming with us. And then they both went.
0: And now that second person is implicated. And yeah. Yeah. Crazy, dude. Anyway. um, Dude. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. I mean, mm. hit and runs are fucked up. So I wish that person didn't do that. But hopefully they got caught.
1: I think they definitely did. If you yeah. have a picture of the license, license plate, plate, it's you're toast. hard to imagine they
0: didn't. So. Um, we got a couple of questions here from uh from a listener, and they're pretty basic, but I thought that they were interesting. Fun, and that maybe pe- people might not might like to know this stuff. So, and this person Connor actually phrased this as something we could do for an episode. I think he maybe he's underestimating or overestimating how interesting we are. <laughs> um, but he says, can we have an episode about the different about y'all's difference of life, fashion, morning routines, coffee, how you pee under undo belt or undo zipper. You guys rock. Thank you, Connor. But these are some good questions, and I think specifically the P one and maybe morning routine and coffee. Yeah, things that we can the things that we can attack. You seem to be like a morning routine guy. You've alluded to the fact that perhaps you are a bit.
1: Yeah, key. but it, it, it it's it's uh it's an amorphous routine. It it shifts. It doesn't. I don't. I'm not so reliant on a routine that to deviate from it would throw me into a tailspin.
0: Do you mean that it kind of evolves? Yeah, it's just like,
1: you know, some days it's this and some days I'll throw this in there. But there are a few pillars. Let's hear it. All right. So Overnight oats. Well, (laughs) right. So that's another thing that's shifted. But it is always a version. I always eat breakfast. I eat breakfast every morning.
0: Immediately after waking up?
1: Pretty soon. Right. Pretty soon. I try to eat breakfast before nine. Cool. Because that sets me up for... Uh, three more meals of the day. Mm-hmm. And I really try to eat four square meals a day. Love it. Um, Which is something different. I don't think a lot of people do that. So I eat my I breakfast and it's lately it's been uh, flax oatmeal mm-hmm. with uh, a banana that I cut over it. I pour chia seeds and flax seed on top. And then I use oat milk and I microwave it before I put the banana in for a minute and 30 seconds. And then if I'm really feeling naughty, I'll sprinkle a little bit of granola on top as a mm, topping. You Got naughty boy. Got a nice boy. crunch. You naughty a little, little bit boy. Of sugar. Yeah, I do. That's, that is a little <laughs> bit of sugar there.
0: What about coffee?
1: Coffee, I am. I like iced. I like cold coffee. Uh, Whether it's cold brew. I've really gotten into this Grady's cold brew concentrate, mm. which I like quite a bit. And I'll mix that with oat milk over ice. Or I'll drink uh, an iced oat milk latte with an extra shot of espresso if we're going out for coffee.
0: Good. Awesome. And
1: those are my coffee choices. It's but it's got to be cold. And I don't put any sugar in it. Um, and then, uh, you know, I always shower every morning. Uh, I brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. Do you brush your teeth before or after you eat? Before. Interesting, yeah. Because Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura were talking about this on their podcast. And they had very differing opinions. And it, to me, it actually makes more sense to brush your teeth after you've eaten breakfast. Yeah. But a lot of the time I'll, I'll do it before.
0: Yeah. If I were to start doing that, I would just start forgetting to brush my teeth. Exactly. So I try that to, point it right away. Also, I probably am like, I usually the first time I go into the bed, uh, to the bathroom in the morning, even if I'm going to get back in bed, I'll usually brush my teeth so that I don't feel guilty about speaking into my girlfriend's face.
1: Well, that, if you know, you're going to bask together, if you're going to lounge together, we typically yes, bask. it is nice to have mouths. Fresh. fresh for mouths. some morning canoodling, you know, soft, gentle kisses. Absolutely, all of that. That's all really of that nice stuff. to have a fresh
0: mouth. I would agree with that. Yeah. Um. And what about peeing? Do you undo your Do you undo your belt or undo your zipper?
1: I I think I don't. Yeah, it's like over the fence or through the wickets or something. Correct. I'm an over the fence guy. Me too. I flop it all out.
0: I think it's because I no longer wear boxers. I wear boxer briefs Mm -hmm. and it's hard to, you know, the the zipper thing, you end up having to pull down your underwear anyway. So I undo my pants.
1: I shot a sketch about this at Barstool. Really? Yeah. And we also put up a poll on Twitter where I asked people about their preference. I had something like 24,000 people respond to the poll. (laughs) Dude, the vote was 51 to 49%. Whoa.
0: That's fucking nuts.
1: It was so split.
0: Dude, you know what's funny. That sound, like I wonder what degree of of those fifty one and forty nine are the people who just pull their pants all the way down in public, but their I ass that showing. The I love that. Last time when I, I see a guy that. doing that, <laughs> I'm like you're the fucking man, dude.
1: The last time I did that was in <laughs> second grade. I was at Freeport Public School. maybe it was first grade, and I went to a urinal, and I didn't have much experience with urinals. And I went up, and I pulled my pants all the way down, started peeing, and some kid behind me goes.
0: Not all the way. <laughs> and I was so mortified that I never, never did, did it, again. it again. Dude, that's a great prank to play on somebody who you like don't know that well. If you yeah, both yeah, go to the bathroom, yeah, yeah, yeah. just pull your pants all the way down and then don't even do a smirk about it. Be like, all right, like, let's uh, pull them up. <laughs> that's great, dude. That's really fucking funny. All right. So my morning routine, I've, I've gotten into a little bit of a morning routine during this. Good. I will usually stay in bed until the stock market opens at 930. I know it's like technically nine, but like 930 is when the action starts happening in my app. So I'll look, I see, I'm like, okay, like this is a good start today, bad start today, whatever. Then I'll get up. In New York City, I have been buying my coffee every morning, Mm. which is getting a little expensive. What's
1: up, dude. I'm only
0: going to be here for a couple of weeks. I have no problem with that. Like whatever. But it ends up being like $6. Sure does. Which is a lot. But I've been drinking a rum infused cold brew. It oh doesn't have any alcohol in God. it. It's boiled off or whatever. Where are you getting this? At this place called, I think it's called 787. It's this Puerto Rican, it's called Puerto Rican coffee or whatever. It's on uh, 6th Street and 2nd Avenue, in oh. New York City. It's fantastic. Um, the first time I've ever like known the people working at a place. Mm-hmm. And uh, rum infused cold brew. They also have mint infused cold brew. Jesus. And it's delicious. You um, have
1: CBD cold brew?
0: I haven't really, CBD makes me like really dehydrated. It doesn't it do doesn't, anything for me. I don't like the way it feels. Yeah. Um, but that's it. That's pretty much the entirety of my morning routine. Thanks, nice. Connor. Okay. Um, but yeah. And Does the, that, what time air,
1: do you wake up? 8.30, 8. So you're in bed for an hour, hour and a half.
0: I'll sit around and fuck around on my phone for an hour.
1: See, dude, that is just, and I don't mean to judge because I've, I've done that. I really try to avoid that sitting in bed it just it just you can lose so much time fucking around on your phone it's very true and i've been trying to keep my daily screen time below three hours you're very good at it i am it's last week's average was two hours and 42 minutes i had both weekend days it was like one hour and 10 minutes wow and uh i think it's easier when you're you know up in maine or whatever but um one of the easiest ways to try to cut back on your screen time is to not allow yourself to do that to extend that bed phone fuck around time there's that is where i lose so much time dude
0: i feel you so to play a devil's advocate with that i don't like what if i don't care about my screen time?
1: well then you have to think about how much time of your day are you wasting in bed right if you didn't have your phone would you just lie around with your
0: thoughts for an hour and a half I don't know. Like, I feel that that's an early. Like, I'm used to starting my day later, like before COVID. So now I feel like since I'm up early, it doesn't bother me.
1: I try to look at the the bed as a as a recharging station. Right. So if I'm in there, I should either be sleeping, or reading, or doing something positive. That's recharging. Yeah. Um, and, and lounging with your girlfriend is, I think that that's positive too, okay. but fucking around on your phone, uh, to me is just, is like, it, it, it pollutes the sanctity of the bed, the headspace of the bed mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And it turns it to me into another place of distraction. And, and you know, when I'm looking at my phone, no matter what, it just makes me Whether I realize it or not, it's making me more anxious. There's information that's flooding in. Mm -hmm. I go to the New York Times app. It's all fucking horrific headlines. Totally. America hits 5 million cases. Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Whatever. You Mm -hmm. know, like all this shit. And I'm just like, God, I mean, that's not what I want before bed.
0: No, totally, totally. I understand that. Um, But I will say that in general, I have way less anxiety than I used to. Even though it's COVID time, Mm -hmm. just because the pace of my life has slowed down so much Mm -hmm. that burning a little bit of time on the phone, which I actually don't even see as burning. I'm enjoying myself. Um, I don't hate that. Fine. I get what you're saying. And I agree. And I think that the mornings where I like get started early and I'm doing all my stuff, I feel fantastic. Right. So I think that's something worth trying to recreate for yeah. sure. But I'm not that.
1: Upset I'm definitely about it. not of the Mark Wahlberg school of thought, where you wake up <laughs> 3 a. M. at three a.m. and it's you know crazy. greet the fishermen on their way out <laughs> and then play eighteen holes of golf in the dark and then get your workout. I'm not. It's not that. I I, I don't I don't hop out of bed the minute my I wake up. I will also say. I never need... An alarm never wakes me up anymore. I set an alarm. Same. It never wakes same, me dude. up. Same, dude, same. I I'm feel like a little always child. up before same my alarm. Same time. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but like this morning, yeah, I, I, I set my alarm for 8.15. I woke up at 8, got out of bed at 8.10, and hopped in the shower, did my stuff, and then I went to Whole Foods and had all my groceries for the week and was back in the apartment before 9.
0: That's great. So you're not going to eat out of the house at all once
1: dude i am on a save money kick it's great you know i've been
0: really bad and since i've been back in city i need to get back on it
1: it requires much more discipline when you're in new york city but it is possible i bought my coffee at whole foods for the week i'm holding myself to that i'm cooking all my dinners at home Mm -hmm. trying to eat lunches at home because in maine i do it and it's like well what's the fucking difference i know
0: no dude it's a good point the
1: difference is you have to get in a car to go spend money Right. And that's somehow enough. is easier. No, well, I'm no, saying
0: easier to like exactly. So yeah. like because you're driving
1: You don't do it as you much.
0: don't go like going to pick up food's a pain in the ass. Right. Whereas it's the same as going to the grocery store. Whereas here, going to the grocery store is more inconvenient than just going yeah. to pick up.
1: And I think like, you know, the cosmopolitan nature of New York City w leads to everyone saying well let's catch up and what's our default catch up it's drinks dinner and drinks yes dinner and drinks especially you know now whereas that should be for most people a special occasion
0: oh totally totally
1: you know not like i don't want to cook tonight or whatever like let's there's a great restaurant on the corner it's only 170 (laughs) dollars yeah
0: yeah it's so expensive i gotta be better about that
1: yeah Cool. Um, well, guys, this has been a, a, a great week of, uh, of podcasting. We've enjoyed ourselves very much, and, and thanks for asking about us. Thanks for joining us. Send anything and everything questions, concerns, uh, any piece of topic that we've talked about that you want to contribute to, to at gmail.com. We will address it. For now, I'm uh, Francis Ellis, and he's Julio Gallarotti. Thanks so much.